Welcome to the Messy Life Mighty Love Podcast. I am Abby, your host, storyteller, fellow Messy Life journeyer, and friend. You are listening to episode 21, When the Wise Arise. In today's episode, I will talk about my own journey of asking questions to God. At first it was scary, it is always a bit messy, but it has made all the difference. Sometimes things come together just like you expect, but this is more the exception than the rule, isn't it? More often things don't turn out like we imagined. At times we can feel completely unheard and uncared for by the one who has promised to never leave us or forsake us. How can we reconcile these two opposing realities? This is often when the wise arise. Growing up, I was taught a very high view of God, high and holy, sovereign, unchanging, all-knowing, all-powerful, and I wouldn't trade that teaching for anything. But the underlying understanding very often was that he was not to be questioned. I remember when a dear friend of our family was badly hurt in an accident, when my mother told me she, who charted her own course of faith, asked the question, why would God let this happen to someone who loves and follows him? And I remember thinking, mom, we don't ask that. God is good no matter what. Inside, I was sort of despising her question as unspiritual, lacking faith. As I have charted my own course too, from that early solid yet for me incomplete picture of our journey with God, I have realized for the millionth time how beautiful my mother's question was. She was venturing into the scary unknown of wise and having the courage to bring herself fully there. My own journey of real questioning began during college as I struggled with various ideologies I was learning about in a class called Worldviews. Some would say it was not an appropriate class for a Christian college, but I am forever thankful for this class. It taught me to ask good questions about different faiths, and for me, it taught me what makes Christ truly unique, truly supreme. It was a grueling process, yet one that left me forever sure who I ultimately believed in. As I continued past college, I came to another crossroads, which related to my place as a woman in ministry. I asked some hard questions that plumbed the depth of who I was, and ultimately gave me a deeper understanding of God and His heart for women. It brought me to a place of truly feeling seen by Him, in a way I never did in the male-dominated church leadership environments of which I had been a part. Then, my heart was utterly broken by someone I loved. I was quite weak in those days, even as I unmistakably felt God holding me, never crushing the bruised reed. I found the strength to ask the questions of why things happened the way they did, and where did I go from there? If nothing else, that deeply weakened yet able to ask questions time prepared me for my deepest, most gut-wrenching questions, which came in 2015 
when I ended up in a Hungarian hospital, ravaged by mental illness and the deep spiritual battle which accompanied it. Why, God, why, when we sought you so fully for the overseas move, with two young kids and one on the way, did you let it end so tragically? It's been five years, and I have little to no answer. But not one of my questions has ever been pointless. Not one has gone unnoticed by the compassion of God, who I have learned holds us most profoundly in the midst of our questions. He so tenderly loves us in our very messy brokenness and sings the song of that love over us so we are safe enough to ask the hard questions. Our questions are portals into our abiding relationship with God and his ever abiding one with us. They lead us to these imperishable things. First, they lead us to a deeper understanding of who God is. Just like the great question askers of the Bible, Abraham, Moses, the psalmist, Job, the prophets like Habakkuk, Martha in the New Testament with Jesus, we are met with the good God he is, how his ways are higher than ours, and that he is truly Lord of all. This is humbling, but in the best of ways, because this is nowhere near the only portal of our questions. Second, we learn authenticity of faith. Our questions are almost a rite of passage in our spiritual journey. Contrary to what is often taught, instead of showing an immaturity of faith, it demonstrates the opposite. Because we truly believe God is who he says he is, and we know his word and his beloved question askers throughout time, we know he is more than strong enough for our questions. There is no flimsiness in him, and his real, sometimes hard-to-understand love calls forth our own true, authentic love for him. And third, we learn deeper intimacy and vulnerability with God. We feel ourselves drawn deeper into his fathomless heart as we trust him enough with our questions. I love Mary of Bethany's questioning of Jesus as she said essentially, why weren't you here to stop my brother's death? In her weeping, he wept. Even though in moments he would raise her brother from the dead, he entered the pain of her now. So it is with us. While I haven't gotten answers to my whys from our tragic leaving of Hungary, I have gotten beautiful compassion and tender words of love surrounding me and drawing me deeper. Questions can be so uncomfortable, so messy, yet they lead our faith to a richness we would never know without them. I will be so bold as to say they are essential if we truly desire to deepen in our relationship with God. As awkward or hard as it may feel, may you find the faith, the strength to ask this God, full of love and compassion, the questions pulsing in your heart. May you remember always in all things, he is the light shining in the mess of our questions, and he will never, ever, ever be overcome. May you have found some solace here today whether you are learning questions are okay, 
or are in the midst of many questions you are struggling with, may you find comfort in the Son, whose most heartbreaking question, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me, led to the greatest, fullest victory for all time and eternity. For more from me, my journey with mental illness, and many other things about which I have written over the years, visit my website, abigailalleman.com. That's Abigail, A-B-I-G-A-I-L, Alleman, A-L-L-E-M-A-N.com. There are a couple of free eBooks there related to my journey with mental illness that you might find helpful. You can also find me on Instagram at abigail.alleman. I would also love it if you would leave a review of this podcast as it helps others to find me here. Thank you. I will leave you with quotes from two of my favorites. Together they show the wild ways of question asking to the good God that we love. From C.S. Lewis in A Grief Observed, and I quote, When I lay these questions before God, I get no answer, but a rather special sort of no answer. It is not the locked door. It is more like a silent, certainly not uncompassionate gaze, as though he shook his head, not in refusal, but waving the question, like peace, child, you don't understand. End quote. From Emily P. Freeman in The Next Right Thing, and I quote, What now is not just a panic-stricken question tossed out into a dark unknown. What now can also be our joy. It is a declaration of possibility, of promise, of chance. It acknowledges that our future is open, that we may well do more than anyone expected of us, that at every point in our development we are still striving to grow. End quote. May questions break into your life this week, and may you find an intangible desire to grow as you walk with this God of love through all of your questions. I would love to catch you next time.